This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Jake Scott. No, this is not Jake Scott. <laughs> Lloyd Cole here with you. You know, I actually had to do something similar today with Hans and Scotty because they were running into a little bit of a traffic issue earlier headed to far west to Mountland Supply. There's a lot of traffic going up there for the barbecue. They had everything right. going on. They had everything going yeah. on. Everybody's going there, getting ready for this big, uh, getting ready for this big game. So, right. Um, so yeah, I actually had to do the same exact thing at 10, 10 a.m. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, here. No, this is not Jake Scott. No, this is not Hans and Scotty. This is Lloyd Cole. Lloyd. Lloyd. Hanging out with Lemma Harrington and Coach Ron McBride. How are we doing, fellas? It's a football Friday, right? Yeah, it is. It's a, and not just a football Friday, not just high school football, but got a big rivalry game got, today we're getting, we're getting, to get ready for. BYU, BYU, the BYU, and Utah State. <laughs> Wait, so you you are going to call it a, a rivalry, unlike some of your brethren? Well, I, I'm just going to say that we are excited about this game. When I was playing at BYU, we never lost to Utah State. In fact, I got a lot of playing time against Utah State because we'd be blowing them out. It's like I love <laughs> oh them. You get here a few go. carries. Here you get a go. few carries here. Let's and um, let's carry so, that BYU flag a little more. Clear. Okay, okay, let me. How many hey, touchdowns? How many touchdowns? One touchdown you? against Utah State. My only touchdown in my career against the Aggies of Utah State at Cougar Stadium at that time, now Lavelle Edwards Stadium, on a, a little a little counter play. Got into the end zone for the first time since my high school days, and I, it felt a little weird. So it's like, did, hey, what did I you forgot do? what did, it was like. Did you celebrate? No. What no, I, had, I wasn't a <laughs> celebrating guy. I always hand the ball. I was real, you know, uh, Billy Sims about it, and okay. just hand the ball. Off to the to the uh, to the referee, okay, and they head to the sideline. Well, Billy, I'll tell you what, Billy scored a few more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> but but that's uh, you know what? So I, have, of course, being at Utah, we had a lot of history with with uh, Utah State. Yeah. you know, back in the old days, you know, especially when uh, Bruce Snyder was was the head coach up there. You know, they had the Famous one where they they um, put grease on all their jerseys. Yeah. So we're we're uh, uh, defensive linemen come off the field, right? And one of the guys comes up to me and says, he says, <laughs> I, I said, what's that? He says, it was someone this kid's jersey. I can't grab a hold of it. Why not? I don't know. Look at this grease. Got grease all over him. <laughs> so 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 then they they called timeout. And they made the guys go and change all the jerseys, right? Yeah. And then, and then the head coach blamed it on the equipment guy, right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. yeah. This is a true story. And then, <laughs> there's and then, no way this is true. Yeah, it, it is true. And then, and then, uh, so I knew one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the offensive linemen yeah. was a good friend of the family, and 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 so we had actually had he he joined us for dinner that night uh, back at Salt Lake at his at his. Um, uh, niece's house, and I said, "What about the grease on the jerseys?" He said, "Head coach." 
<laughs> I said, how come he blamed equipment manager? He said, because, uh, I don't know, but head coach. Because he's I, the head he coach. Said, he said, grease his jerseys yeah. up. I'm not taking the fall for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other one had was, was with the Malfala deal, you yeah. know, where yeah, where, the, uh, the twisty, the twisty, yeah. And so, I later on, you know, I saw the kid, you know, that that that, uh, and and I, and he was a cowboy guy, yeah. And he said, he said, yeah, you just like you castrate a cow, you know, you just take that, you grab the sack and just twist. <laughs> and I tell you what, I, I don't know if you could say that, Coach, but you just did. I did, yeah, and it's okay. Well, that's, I don't that, know. That's what happened. But that's a true story. Right? That's, that's what not happened. A, that's not made up, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> and and I tell you what. So so, uh, Chris was really upset. He went looking for the guy after yeah. the game. He was going to beat him up. You know? Yeah. And uh, and 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 he had bruises, you know, all over, you know, down in that area. I mean, he was, and it it did, did affect. It affect his ability, and and now uh, that's another thing. You know, you don't you don't just uh, all of a sudden kid does something like that on his own. You yeah, know, he was either told by his by his D line coach or by the head coach or by somebody. You know, hey, you need to do this to slow this kid down. You know, and uh, and so we had a lot of a lot of uh, animosity really between the the two schools at. at at that time, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember that well. Yeah. So yeah. So it was. It was uh, pretty, pretty heated. You know, uh, they they stole one of our recruits, and then we stole them back. Yeah. You know, you know he was. So he was. He was at uh, the hotel downtown, right? And they. <laughs> so, so they went. They went, and so they they had they had him uh, locked up over there, right? And and kind of and had their coach watching over him. So I sent two of my guys down and I said, go down and retrieve this kid. So so they they go down and so we made a phone call to the front of, and, and and said that the assistant coach needed to report immediately to the front desk, right? Yeah. And so he goes to the front desk and I, my two guys jumped So you over. pulled the guard off of the watch. Yeah, and then I said, <laughs> my two guys went in and got him. And then and then they called and they said, yeah, he's safe now. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be real, right? Utah State ha- has always had this this feeling of the forgotten brother, right? Because you got Utah and BYU uh, and both, you know, down here in this area, obviously, right, right. you know, a uh, um, one in Utah County and one in Salt Lake County. But still, all the focus has been on those two teams, and it really wasn't until Gary Anderson got there right. that things started to change. I tell you what, they started to elevate their perception. You know, we're talking about in the state that hey, th- this team th- th- they can contend. And, and they can compete well, with BYU and Utah. But prior to that, you know, you yeah. no, you didn't lose to those teams. No. Right? And if you did, it was an outlier. It was, you know, yeah. a mistake. It was because you overlooked them. But when Gary got there, yeah. it changed. And, and he changed the culture there. And his experience, obviously, um, you know, as a head coach um, down in southern Utah, then uh, defense coordinator at Utah. Yeah, right. Um, that that prepared him 
I think for that challenge. So I was I was at I was at the game that uh, Utah State beat BYU at BYU, and then I was at the game when uh, when uh, uh, Utah State beat Utah yeah. up in up in uh, uh, Logan, and that was uh, that that one was a historic game because Utah came in, you know, like they kind of owned the place, you know. And but and then Utah State had that really nice quarterback at that time. You know the kid was a heck of a football player, and I tell you what they they earned the victory. You know, and then the one where Utah State beat BYU down there, that was the the, the linebacker from uh, uh, the, the Vigil kid. Yeah, you know he had. He, he was playing offense. What a player he was. Yeah, he playing offense yeah, and, defense. and defense. And he had an incredible game. He broke tackles when he was playing running back, and he made a tremendous amount of players on, on the defensive side. And that visual, the vigil kid uh, made the difference in the, in the whole game. I mean, he stood out. I mean, he had an incredible average running the ball, and then he, had a, he played an incredible job on defense. Mm-hmm. And you could tell kind of when Utah State went on the field that night at BYU, and there was a feeling that, 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 that they were going to, you know. And then I remember a game that BYU was playing up at Utah State um, a few years later, and it was kind of when BYU was struggling a little bit. And I was down at BYU for some reason. And I can't remember, you know, it's... Because so, you're a BYU guy, well, coach. Well, I was down there for something. Was, <laughs> actually, I was I was sitting in, in, in a locker room, and they're going through their pregame stuff, and they get ready to travel up to Logan. And I was... And everybody seemed pretty relaxed, Yeah, you know? And I said, you know, I said to myself, now, you, you, you know, you guys are pretty relaxed for playing this game, you know, look, you know, everybody was kind of, the coaches were pretty relaxed, the players were kind of going through their stuff, but it didn't seem like there was a real sense of urgency, and then they went up there and they got their butt kicked up there by, by, uh, but Gary Anderson was the first guy that created a legitimate long-term mm-hmm. uh, football program at BYU, I mean at, at Utah State, and obviously he, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, you know, because, uh, you know, they've gone a different direction, yeah. and, but he was the guy that built a solid team, recruited extremely well, and knew how to build a program, and it was, uh, and I thought he would probably stay there for a period of time because he had opportunity to go to Colorado and to Cal Berkeley when yeah. he took the Wisconsin job. And he told me he wasn't interested in either one. You know, I think the one thing with uh, Cal Berkeley was they were going to start limiting, uh, you know, guys who weren't fully qualified. In other words, maybe didn't have a three-point whatever to where they had special special admits, they were yeah. going to limit their special admits, and so that was the reason I think he didn't like the Cal job. And then at that time, I don't think he thought that 
the Colorado job was better than the Utah State job. Mm-hmm. And then the Wisconsin thing kind of came out of the out of the blue because they had gone down and played Wisconsin in a really good football game a couple of weeks before, and had really really showed really well and and uh, and then that thing just came up all of a sudden and then he went to went to Wisconsin. Yeah, that was tough for Utah State yeah. to lose him. Yeah, I think people understood. Um, you know, Wisconsin was a a you know that that was an, an elevated move. Right. You know, it's not not like you're making the Colorado job is is you know you're making a lateral move there. Right. But uh, Wisconsin, you're jumping up, yeah. um, and you're in a P five, and but ju- that was a tough situation that he walked into when the head coach becomes the athletic director, and then the pressure. I mean, the pressure on well, coaches in P five is is out of this world well, anyway. Well, well, first of all, is is it's you know I coached at Wisconsin. So you've, you've got to be a certain type of person to coach at the University of Wisconsin. And, and uh, I love the fans there. The fans are unbelievable. Uh, the, on a Saturday afternoon, there's not a better stadium in, in, in all of college football than that stadium because it just rocks. You can, you can feel it shaking, yeah. you know, and, uh, and the tradition is really there. And then it's hard if you're not one of their guys. Yeah. You know, like Dave McLean, who I worked for, was kind of one of you know he's he's out of the out of the uh, the tree of Bo Schembechler and mm-hmm. Woody Hayes. He comes from that tree, so he he kind of was accepted there, you know. And then you bring a guy from the West, and and so it it was uh, um, and plus Barry being the athletic director. Yeah. You know, and so, so it, it so it, his sudden departure there kind of shocked me. But I tell you what, that when when he went there, here's the interesting thing. So the year before, um, they played Oregon State up at Oregon State, right? And the offensive lineman kind of laid down in the game mm-hmm. because they didn't like their offensive line coach. You know, yeah. and so. So they got beat up at Oregon State, and so the week after the, the that game, they fired the offensive line coach, and 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 I think turned it over to a GA or something. I can't remember. And then from then on, they were they were all right. And then the coach left and went to uh, was it Arkansas? I don't remember. Yeah, but but so so I'm I'm there at Wisconsin. Yeah, and. And TJ's the offensive line coach, right? And so these guys are all veteran linemen. So they're deciding whether they're going to, you know, do we like this line coach or not? You know, so I'm sitting in the meetings every day and, and I'm kind of watching them, you know, because they're all, they've all, they're all veteran guys. Yeah. You know, they've been around for a while and they're, they're kind of making up their mind, feeling this guy, whether they're going to play for him or not. So one day, one, maybe the third, fourth practice, I said, I told TJ, let me talk to these guys by, by myself, okay? So I get in and I said, hey, look, you, you, and I called them a couple of, you know, <laughs> of my convenient names that are not, I said, look, this line coach Hand is going to- Hand on gonna, the dump button, Eric. Yeah. I said, this line coach is going to be here regardless. He, he's the head coach's guy. Yeah. So if you, if you decide 
you just want to screw around and not play for this guy. I said, he's not going anywhere. So you better make up your mind that you're going to play for this guy and you're going to play hard for him because because he's not going anywhere. So it's not like if, if you don't decide you liked him and you don't want to play with yeah. him, this co- head coach is not going to fire this guy because he's his guy. And then after that, the guys guys played their, played their butt <laughs> off, you know. And they were, hey, and I'll tell you what, they were a tough group, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean the uh, all the way across the line. I remember the right guard had so many scars on him. I mean, his knees were gone. His his back was bad. But I tell you what, the dude practiced there every day, you know. And I I felt bad for the guy because see, you see him coming out there, he could hardly walk, yeah. you know. And same thing with the center had a lot of problems and and. But they had played a lot of football, but they were they were down and dirty group of guys, and they had three tight ends there. They were really good players, and and the two running backs were outstanding. Had a quarterback couldn't he, he couldn't complete it in air, you know if, <laughs> if nobody was there. So I go out and I said, well, okay, we're just going to go in air today. I said, let's see how many he can complete. No defense. No defense. Hey, Nobody out there. Less than fifty percent, right? <laughs> I said. I said. I said to Gary, "You got a problem. You better just run the ball." <laughs> and so they they ran power right, power left, counter left, counter right, and uh, and, and I tell you what, those the two running backs were as good as I've ever mm-hmm. seen on a football field. I mean. The one guy was has been with the Chargers and now he's he's someplace else I think now and and I don't know what to but uh, and they had a great tradition there for linemen both offensive yeah. and defensive and running line. backs yeah and, and and running backs so so yeah but uh, so it was kind of interesting and uh, and then they had brought the the, the kid from. Um, um, from here in Utah, was, yeah, was Confences. Uh, yeah, Confences, yeah. yeah, and he that was a year later they signed him in that class, and and so uh, the guy who was the D line coach had worked for me, right? Mm-hmm. The, and after Gary left, right? So I said, I said, what's the matter with Confences? I said, guy was everything. This and I said. And he just said, "Guy can't play." I said, "What do you mean he can't play?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, he can't play." I said. Are you sure? He said, "Yeah, I'm positive." I said, "Well, okay." Yeah. And then, of course, then he went to Nevada, then back to BYU then and back played. To played, yeah. Yep. But uh, well, let's. Uh, I think we finally got our guy connected, okay. Jake Scott. So let's take a. Do we have to. We have to turn it over to Jake Scott. We don't get well, you. Well, no, what, you're not going to get me. Come on, what, are you, uh, well, you know what? To be honest with you, how the day's kind of going? Yeah. I'll, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay close. I'll, I'll probably hey, stay. Are I'll you kind of like are you kind of like Chapman? The reliever for the Yankees? Yes. Hit or miss? Araldus Chaplin? Yeah. Yes. Every, Just like, yes. Every time he goes in the game, I get paralyzed because, <laughs> because you don't know where he's, he's going to hit a guy or he's going to strike him out or he's right. give up a home run. <laughs> right. And I, so every time that he goes in and I'm watching the Yankee game, I turn the TV off because I don't want to watch it because I don't know where the ball's going. And Gary Sanchez, the catcher, is not real mobile anyway. So Gary's like this, you know, his gloves going up right. and down. I said, man, I tell you what, I went, 
I mean, Gary probably has a nightmare every time. Hey, we're bringing Chapman in for the ninth. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, Jake, he's uh, if you're. By the way, if you're headed out headed out to the Utah State BYU game there in Logan, uh, Jake Scott, he's broadcasting from Murdoch GMC at one nine five five South Main Street in Logan. They got free tacos, by the way. Free tacos, yeah. jazz well, gear. So get hey, fed, right? get, hey. jazz gear, all sorts of gear. Get fed before the game. Yes. Well, okay, I'll catch a helicopter up there. <laughs> <laughs> More coming up next on the big show here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven-five-twelve-eighty, the zone in the zone sports network is a football Friday. Alema Harrington, Coach Ron McBride, Lloyd, you lied, Lloyd, I lied. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I apologize. I thought we had some issues taken care of. This is the first time I think Coach you and I have done an entire show with Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd yeah. is usually in our ear telling us, you know, making how bad fun of we're you and making fun of making fun of playing drops. Lloyd is is my trusted guy because yes. if I need information or if Scotty forgets to pay me, <laughs> you know, I call. Like, like he's he's usually a couple months yeah. late. I said, I said, I get as soon as I get a call from Coach, he's I'm like I'm like, Scotty, yeah. uh, hey Scotty. <laughs> I got Coach Matt yeah, calling me. Go through the invoices on your desk. Man. <laughs> hey, so Lavelle, Lavelle used to used to call me. Says, "Hey, when are they going to pay us?" And I said, "I'll call them and say." And so I called Scott. I said, "Lavelle needs his money." Yeah, you know. And I and he said, "I got it. I got it." <laughs> and then two weeks later, nothing. Right. Yeah. And then I call again, and they say, "Hey, Scotty," and then he'll say, "Oh." The person who writes the checks is out, hasn't been there for two weeks or whatever. <laughs> That's like the head coach blaming the equipment manager on the grease on the jersey. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. they got nobody to write the check. I well, said, before I know there's something you want to get to here, Coach, but what, I want to give you enough time to do that. So okay. we're going to actually do that on the other side. We're going to okay. get caught up, caught up here on the commercials here. So, uh, again, you're listening to, to Football Friday here with Coach Coach Ron McBride and Alema Harrington. Uh, you got Jake Scott uh, hanging out there in Logan at Murdoch GMC, 1955 South Main Street in Logan. We'll check in him with him uh, coming up next segment as well. Uh, you're listening to The Big Show here on the Ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network. It's a football Friday here with Coach Ron McBride and Alema Harrington. Um, and I know, Coach, you've been wanting to get to this, uh, right. you know, for a minute um, over the, you know, over the weekend following, you know, Utah's win over Washington State. We had a um, Utes had a had a a sad sad thing happen uh, where with the loss of their of their defensive back Aaron Lowe. Um, something a, a tragic story that something that didn't you know 
didn't have to happen. Uh, you know, guy, he goes, just a little bit of backstory. I know everybody's been hearing about it. You know, it goes to, you know, a house party with friends celebrating, you know, the, you know, the victory and stuff. And, and, you know, things kind of, you know, went south and, uh, I'll leave it. To, I'll leave it here for you. Okay, for, for, well, for you, Coach. Uh, okay, for, you and, know, the passing and, of Aaron Lowe and for uh, a lemma also. So and a lemma, yes. Yeah, but uh, here's a kid from Mesquite, Texas. His parents sent him out here to go to school, and they feel that this is a safe place for him to be, and that that uh, he's going to get his degree. And he's and he's going to create a good life for himself. So all of a sudden, you have a young man goes to a party, and this is typical of parties in certain sections of of our city, where these four or five people show up that are not not invited, and they start harassing the girl from what I understand. And I think this kid steps up and says, you know, and then they, I, I think they, uh, um, you know, they kick the, the kids out. Kids go back, get their masks on, come back, and uh, the kid, uh, and and uh, Aaron Lloyd and the girl walk out of the party, I think at the, uh, at I don't know exactly what time, and uh, they shoot both of them. Yeah, kill kill Aaron, and uh, and I don't know what, what you know what the condition of the girl is. And the thing I the thing that I had always preached when I recruited for the University of Utah that you come to the University of Utah, it's a safe place to go to yeah. school, and that you're not going to be involved with with things that are going to take you away from your education or things that are going to disrupt and you can go anywhere in the city and be safe and there's not a, you know, we have a low low crime rate and, and all of these things. Now you look at what's happened here in the last couple of years. We have a track, we have a track lady killed yeah. because mm-hmm. the guy's a, a suck it psycho and then we, we lose Aaron you know, and then we have another situation with just a student, yeah, in a park, you know, and uh, and the guy, you know, just so what you've got in this community now is is you got people that have no feeling for life, yeah, and uh, and don't and don't care. And so now it's 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 no longer what you call a safe place, which is a sad, sad, sad thing. Because if I was a parent, I sent my son or daughter off to college, and then maybe six, eight, ten, twelve months later, I get a call. Oh yeah, your son got killed last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> At a at a party, and Aaron Aaron was a great teammate, a great young man. Cared about his education, cared about his future. Now he's no longer here for no reason. There's no reason 
whatsoever that this kid should should have gotten shot. Yeah. And and uh, and I think they know the group is responsible. I think the police are on top of it. You know, and and uh, there's no justice. You know, well, we're going to get justice yeah. for him. There's there's, there's no yeah, there's, there's no, no justice. There, there's no justice for this kid. You can't this, end up bringing them back. Yeah, this kid's no longer here. Yeah. And for no reason. There's no there's no reason no no respect for human life, no respect for for what this young man stood for, no respect for the young lady, no respect for for people in general. Just people think they can come into parties and just do what they want and 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 uh, act any way they want. And it's just uh it's 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 a ridiculous statement on what's going on uh, in this state, in this community. And that's one of the things that, that, that my foundation is about, is, is trying to get young people to think in the positive way and think of what's right and what's wrong. And, uh, and when all of this comes out of what finally, what happened, then it's going to create a real stir in this community. So, so, uh, and I think everybody in this community needs to step up and be counted in a positive way so that tragic things like this don't happen anywhere in the country. I mean, I don't know why anybody has a gun anyway. You know, I'm, I'm, so sick of the gun rights people. Hey, you should have a gun to protect yourself and this and that. And you got all these people running around. Everybody has a gun. You know. And once you pull the trigger, it's easier to pull the trigger the second and third and fourth time. Yeah. The first time it's hard. But after that it's you know. So it's it's just it's um very upsetting, and I tell you what, I don't know how I'd handle it if I lost a player like that. And I, I, I would be so, I would be so upset and uh, devastated because you know when you recruit a young man, and when you tell his parents you're going to take care of him, yeah. and you're going to make sure he's safe, and you're going to make sure he gets his education. And you're going to make sure that everything that he wanted to get when he got to, goes to college, he gets. In other words, he gets his degree. He's, he creates a future for himself. And that years from now, you can see how he's done so well. And, you know, the interesting thing, the majority of the kids that we've recruited from all different sections of the country over the years are all still living here yeah. with families and have good jobs. And what has changed? Everything has changed. You know, I mean, it's just a whole different climate. And, you know, you know it's, it's uh, you know, kind of, I guess the term the, the gangs use or the, you green light somebody, yeah. you know. Hey, we're going to green light this kid now because he, he said this. Yeah. And the social media stuff and, and all this other junk that's out there it's so upsetting 
Why can't people just, you know, go to school, get their degrees, get their future, and not have to worry about if they're the wrong place at the wrong time, that it's not going to be a positive outcome. Well, you know, I, I appreciate your words, Coach, and, and um, you know, what can we do to change it? Well, there, there's things you can do um, at the grassroots level. You, we do those things individually. You have a, um, your foundation does some great work, and, and this is where those, those changes happen in a young person's life is during that time when you get to um, be a part of their lives and help them. We as community, a community get to help these kids, you know, put them on the right path because it's easy when they're in that, that uh, you know, very um, influ- influential stage where they, they, you know, can go one way or the other. So appreciate the work that you're doing coach and and our hearts and our our prayers our thoughts go out to uh the Lowell family the the utah uh university of utah family and that football family as a family right you know as you mentioned you bring a kid in you become their guardian and you make some promises and that those are those, those are you're required to fulfill that so how would you, you know, just thinking about the locker room. So now every day you go into the locker room and say you're, you dress next, next to, to Aaron, yeah. Aaron on one side or the other. And all of a sudden the kid, not you, there. you know, there's his locker, you know, and you look and you go in there. He's not here anymore. You know, and, and for, for uh, you know, for, for no reason whatsoever. You know, except you got you got people that are stupid, make stupid decisions because they want to be macho. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm a tough guy. I've got a Glock 46 or whatever they are. You know, and now I'm a big time guy. Now you take the gun away from the guy. He's not going to fight you. He's going to yeah. run. So, well, yeah. Coach, I, I don't even know how to – I mean, I, I, your words are strong. I agree, you know, everything you've said. Um, I, I do want to get into a part of it, uh, and we're going to, you know, tease this here coming up. Because, I mean, we still need to get it to a little um, – it's hard to get talk football after, you know, you know talking about something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on, you know, here coming up uh, on the other side, maybe a little bit what, what Utah – what Kyle Whittingham and this Utah team are, how are they getting, you know, what's the next step for them? How do they move, try to, you know, move past this, uh, you know, something like this that, you know, going down. Um, but, uh, but, uh, um, we're broadcasting live here, uh, at the zone sports network. Um, let's check in real quick. We got Jake Scott down, uh, down at, uh, Murdoch GMC one nine five five South main street in Logan, uh, he's standing there with, with Ben Murdoch. Jake, what's going on? What is going on, Lloyd? Coach Alema. Yes, that's right. Ben is here with me now. It's good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Thank, Glad thanks. to have you guys here. Oh, man, what a beautiful dealership. It's my first time here. It's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, a great location. Logan can't get better than this time of year in Logan. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say this too loud because I don't want to get too full of themselves, but your staff here is great. 
My gosh, everybody's so nice. This well, is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we got we got some great people here, no doubt. Okay, so we've got a lot to get to with you. But first of all, look, look at Scotty G. Scotty, throw throw that headset on. Your coach, Scotty, uh, stop by. He's on his way to the game. Sorry to interrupt. We got a. He's uh, Scotty. Scotty G's on the headset. Uh, look at look at what you're bringing by. Hey, you know what? I want to hook up our listeners up here. We have got BYU Utah State tickets. Those are pretty good tickets too. Those are good seats. Here, let's see. Let's see. You're you're sitting in the chair backs. Oh yeah, you're doing all right. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're doing yeah. pretty good. So what do we uh, what do we want to do? We give those hey, away, um, whatever. However you want oh, to. That, that's those a challenge, Ben. We gotta we gotta think of something. We got a good football toss here. See how good some people's arms are. There or, it is. You know, we got some good options here. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, next person in. Maybe do a little football toss, and then we'll think of an interesting challenge for pair number two. What do you think? Absolutely. I got uh, I got one parking pass in there too, so. So you can you whatever uh, whoever does better gets the parking so, pass. Okay, so somebody else can figure who, out how to get up there. Whoever wants to bribe us, got it, got it. That's, that's <laughs> we did who's do it. Ben, we pass. did do a segment once called "What's in it for us," <laughs> and that got us in a little bit of trouble. Actually, apparently we can't trade goods and services for tickets over the air. Apparently, I think there's that, some really good laws that that apparently might, that that's, might, might break. The FCC frowns upon that. <laughs> so what about what's in it for me? Can I do that? Uh, that you know what? I think you're fair game. That's okay. a, that's Very a gray good. area. We're <laughs> Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. We're, we're solid there. Well, Scotty, uh, uh, thank you. Wanted to no, absolutely. Thanks for for bringing those by and and uh, listen. You've got you've got tacos up here for our listeners. We have jazz gear. Uh, all this enter to win stuff over here. What do, what do we got over here? Yeah, we got some car wash kits. We got some camping chairs. We got some blankets. So a lot of good stuff going on. Good sugar cookies with the Aggie logo or the BYU logo on it. Whatever you know you want to eat and. Uh, Lots of good stuff going on, not to mention all the great deals and the cars out there. Yeah, but and we certainly will get to that. But are you excited for the game? You're going, right? You, I'm going to the game. You I'm go up there. I'm excited. Yeah, go should be a good it? game. Oh yeah, man! And that 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 stadium when it's going is is pretty special. So it's going to be a fun one tonight for sure. Uh, and a, a little bit later on in the show, we'll get into some of the great stuff. You you you've got a charity partner up here today, and and I absolutely want to get into that because it's an unbelievable cause. But uh, let's talk about the lot a little bit and what you guys are doing. And and it, tell me if this is a typo. Over 1,000 quality used vehicles? You're kidding. Yeah, we got 1,000 used cars in stock right now. And obviously, with no new cars out there, which is crazy, never seen it before, right. uh, we've been really aggressive in the market to make sure that we still have vehicles to sell and vehicles for uh, our guests and clients to, to purchase. And so, not to mention that, we've partnered with Golden West Credit Union to have the best interest rate out there on used cars at 1.99% for 72 months. And so you you can't beat that deal, right? One point nine nine. That's that's free money, I believe. That qualifies. Essentially, Doesn't that come down essentially. Into the, yeah. No, that's that's an, uh, amazing. And honestly, uh, from what I've heard, sometimes uh, used vehicles are even tough to come by these days. And you guys have you guys have hogged them all, so that's nice for you. Yeah, we've we've tried to <laughs> do whatever we could to get them in stock. There's no doubt it's been really really difficult. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. And of course, uh, you're you've got many Murdoch dealerships all up and down uh, the Wasatch Front and uh, up here in. Logan, of course, but I want to encourage our listeners up here to stop by and see us here at uh, at Murdoch again, 1955 North Main Street, Murdoch uh, Chevrolet Buick GMC and Cadillac of Logan. And uh, yeah, you guys have, have gone out of your way to make this a lot of fun and we appreciate you, you having us and taking such great care of our listeners. Yeah, no, we're, we're glad to have you guys here and, and come on down. Next person in who throws uh, the football toss 
uh, and actually does it, we've got a pair of tickets for you. And if you're nice to us, maybe we'll throw on the parking as well. But th- th- that's the key. You've got to be nice to us. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. Ben, thank you very much, and thanks for having us. Yeah. All right, we'll have more of Football Friday coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.